Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Diggity Dan. <sighs> Coming up on today's episode, uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, well, there was, there was, uh, there was another, well, there was an excommunication from the Mormon church. There was. This week, a high profile one. Yes. It happened. Yeah. Uh, Kate Kelly. We talked about her and the pending excommunication. Right. We're going to talk, we're going to take a different yeah. angle, but we figured we couldn't, we couldn't just not talk about it. Yeah. Because then you guys would all yell at us and we'd yeah. be like, what? We didn't. Well, some of you would. Yeah. Some of you are, are probably uh, thinking like, oh, more of this. But I promise <laughs> uh, we're going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that, what we do. It's it's our job. Yeah. Well, for which we had, don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to call it a job. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's a self-imposed job. Mm. It's a t- it's a task. It's a task. It's a burden. It's a, it's a burden that it's we a, carry. It's a joy that and we are that we have the privilege of participating in. You never feel like the things you engage in are are a burden. <laughs> Acting isn't a burden that you bear. Sometimes. Yeah, right. It just depends on yeah. who I'm doing it with. I feel that about filmmaking. I'm compelled. <laughs> I'm compelled uh, to make film. You've been you've you know what you've been? Uh, you've been saddled by God with the you you've been uh, you've been given that that uh, load to bear. Screw you, God. Anyway, why? Well, why? It's tough. It's tough. Tell us a story. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. First, That's absolutely terrible. First, get that whole cat get out the... of your throat. <laughs> All right. Well, um, there is a uh, a, a mountain. Uh, actually, there are mountains. Beautiful mountains next to Salt Lake City. Indeed, and we're surrounded, surrounded by them. And there's one one specific mount, Mount Olympus. Oh yes, that is iconic. It's beautiful. It's the name of some uh, bottled water mm. here, in, here actually, in the valley. Actually, my favorite bottled water. Yeah, it's really. I've good. had bottled water from around the world, and yet Mount Olympus <laughs> spring water is my favorite. <laughs> it's very good. It's true. Yeah, no, it's wonderful water. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, it's also a popular hiking destination. Indeed, people like to uh, get to the top of Mount Olympus. It's a tough hike. Uh, yes, it's it's one of the hard ones. It's up, a, it's, it's up there with uh, Mount Timpanogos. It's straight up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's short, but it's like vertical. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> a group of Mormon missionaries. Um, Tried to convert a mountain? No. Well, <laughs> they, 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 they climbed it, and then they um, <clears throat> cemented an eight-foot flagpole into the summit <laughs> with an American flag at the top. And at the base, they left a T-shirt uh, signed by all eight of them, uh, <laughs> and uh, with a and and uh, let's see, the uh, T-shirt said, "Go baptized, uh, only Utah Salt Lake City East Mission." I don't know why it says only, but um, yeah. So wait, so yeah, this is so, this is a federal crime that they committed because it's federal land. So wait, you say cemented? Does that mean they trekked cement up to the top of that mountain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a pole, and a pole, an eight-foot pole. Okay, <laughs> I have to reiterate to you guys: this hike is monstrous. Yeah, they're nineteen years old. They're, they're nineteen. They can they, do anything. They can do it. They're, they can do anything. Fine. But a, that's that. It's physically impressive. 
that they've achieved this. And also, well, they wait, divvied what up did, the cement what did, and what, water. Did they bring a flag? Everybody. What did they fly? It's a flag, an American flag. Just the American flag? The American flag and this T-shirt that's... Uh, actually, it wasn't at the base of the thing. It looks like it was tied into the... Uh, it was like flapping in the breeze under the American flag as well. So a group of hikers um, went up, oh, sometime earlier this week. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there are hikers up there every single day. I mean, these all these trails yeah, yeah, have people yeah. on them every day. Of course. Um, so I don't know when these missionaries did it. They must have gotten up at the crack of dawn. Um, or maybe, I don't, again, I don't know when they would have done it. Right. Uh, because these early morning hikers... Uh, got to the top and were like, uh, what? They hauled away everything except for the pole, which, because it's cemented, um, and uh, promptly called the uh, uh, forestry service. Right. Yeah. And uh, As you would. And so the, 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 the mission president is, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is these, none of these kids are locals. Right. Right. I'm so confused and by so, the story. <laughs> Why the hell? Why I mean, do they, they should, care? Why they should they... have a natural like respect for nature? I mean, they should have been taught that. Well, not and only for that. And for like forestry land and whatnot, but like, I just I don't know who does this. Well, and missionaries issue. aren't like traditionally these jingoistic like nationalist types. They're not the types that that are so that are so into their country that you know I need. If you don't like it, get out. I mean, missionaries are usually well, there's paired nothing... with a bunch of foreigners, you know? There's usually several people from outside of the U.S. in a mission in, in the U.S. Well, maybe, maybe eight, you know, uh, American missionaries found themselves all together, and they were like, well, we got to go do something. This is... <sighs> they're also told not to do shit. <laughs> like, they're supposed to, like, not... Cause a ruckus while they're on their mission. Well, they cause, well, but they're 19 years old. It's true. They're gonna raise a ruckus. They're gonna they're gonna cause problems. Missionaries notoriously cause problems. It's true. They don't usually cement flagpoles into uh, tops of uh, mountains of mountains. Oh my god! It's in so an area weird. where people are going to absolutely freak out about it. Well, I'm sure they thought that people were going to be like, "It's so inspiring." Thank you. Why had we never thought of this before? Well, we just didn't have the resources. We just, you know, it's like I was saying, it's a tough climb. And so I, it would have never occurred to me to hike up a bunch of cement. Right. And water right. to mix with that cement. Right. I, they, thank God, somebody was able, was physically able and willing yeah. to make that Finally. Trip. Finally, the eight right young men. Yes. Were, were in Salt Lake at the same time. And they were able to do this for. This for is so funny because there's a there's a another part of the Salt Lake Valley um, towards the north of the valley that has a a peak called Enzyme Peak. Oh yeah, uh, which Enzyme is a word for flag, right? And has a big flagpole on it, right? And that's what you hike up to is the right. flagpole. It's right. not a big. This is not a big hike. This is a little hike. Yeah, but that I mean, and it, but it's a great view of the valley. I highly recommend it. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but. Yeah, why? We've got one of those. We've got a peak with a flag. Right. There's, you wouldn't even be able to see a flag on top of Mount Olympus. No, no. It's too high. Way too high. 
It's 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 baffling, Dan. The whole th- please <laughs> do not try to. Make, you're trying to make. I see you trying to make sense of this. Whole thing. I am. I'm There's trying to make, to make sense. sense of it. Mm-mm. But the fact of the matter is, had they done this, maybe at Mount Olympus, I think Mount Olympus is probably on city land. I think that's probably Salt Lake City. Yeah, I think so. Um, they were on U.S. forestry land by what? being up on top of Mount Olympus. You they said Mount Olympus before. I'm sorry. Uh, Ensign Peak. Oh, right, right. Ensign Peak, I think, is just a, a city park, isn't it? I don't know. Anyways, yeah, probably. It, because it's right there. It's yeah, up yeah. in those those hills just, just to the north. Just above the capital. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that's... But this is... Mount Olympus is U.S. forestry. Right. <laughs> right. They committed a federal crime. Oh, my God. There are... There are fines and penalties they're gonna for get, this whole thing. They're going to get sent home for this. Oh, they're going to get the book thrown at them at least. Oh, my God. So Well, there you go. I <laughs> thought it was a fun story. Naughty, naughty missionaries. Mm, uh, bad. I'm going to take us to New York City uh, where a policy has been in place that bars unvaccinated children from attending school when another child has a disease preventable by, by vaccination. So, oh. if there's another kid who contracted measles, uh-huh. all the unvaccinated kids have to stay home. That's a good policy. It's a very good policy. Uh, the policy should be that those kids have to be vaccinated, but they can't do that. Right. But if if somehow... If there are going to be right. unvaccinated kids, you have to stay home until we get this measles thing sorted. I always thought it was a policy that you had to be vaccinated to go to public school. Yeah, and then they there was a whole, like, like loss, there were lawsuits about that. <sighs> Well, there was a lawsuit about this because <laughs> no, this is reasonable. Yeah, this is ra- fully rational. Right, you say that, but uh, but yes, uh, a whole uh, three families filed suit uh, claiming that the the policy prevented their kids uh, from attending school, and uh, and yeah, that and that's that the point. for them is a violation of their religious freedom because <laughs> their religion <laughs> says no vax. So, so their their religious freedom should allow all the kids at the school to be at risk, right? Their That's re- what they're saying. They're well, no, their religious freedom. They should first of all, as a parent who has an unvaccinated kid, if I find out that there's measles at the school, why would I want my kid to go? First, yeah, that's a good one. Well, because you want a ha- uh, a, a faith healing opportunity. That's <laughs> what you want. <laughs> I think. I think we've stumbled on a new web series. <laughs> Faith healing opportunities. <laughs> and it, every episode die, ends with someone dying. Absolutely. It's like oh. touched by an angel, but everybody dies. <laughs> touched by a faith healer. <laughs> every episode ends sadly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so they sued to uh, to have their uh, sincere religious beliefs uh, against vaccination be recognized by the courts and to allow the herd <laughs> immunity to be uh, destroyed. Um, oh, God. It turns out that the the judge, uh, one Mr. William F. Kuntz, Kuntz. Yeah, probably. say it the right way, Dan. <laughs> you know how that's pronounced. Kuntz, I guess, would be proper. <laughs> Kuntz is the correct pronunciation. Uh, he 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 just he declined to allow them to uh, have. He he basically said, uh, "Yeah, your dumb religion doesn't trump the immunity of the community." Good. So awesome. This whole anti-vaccination thing has got to go away. It's so stupid. Like it has. Got to go away. It is 
it's moronic. I get what I, what oh. what baffles me is that every time something like any every time there's something truly good in the world, uh-huh. someone's got to fight it. I what is that? Someone's got to fight it. I got to find a way to fight. Somebody will find a way. If if someone if someone developed a pill that got rid of you know all suffering in the world. Mm. Somebody would be up in arms. Mm-hmm. Don't take the pill. Yeah. It's just a government conspiracy to make us all feel better. Right. I, I, I don't. Well, you have to have suffering. God's plan, <laughs> right, is that we suffer. Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. You know. It would be. You know. If she were still alive, it would be Mother Teresa leading the charge. Oh, she would hate it against that pill. Yeah. She was a. Poor, yeah. She was very pro-suffering. She loved suffering. But yeah, the yeah. the whole anti-vax thing. Uh, the the vaccinate your kids folks it's uh it's how we get rid we almost eliminated several very terrible diseases and now they're resurging stupidity reared its ugly head it didn't adjust though didn't adjust well i mean you know there was the one guy who published the 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 now completely uh uh de uh debunked debunked thank you uh paper Uh uh-huh because he i mean he was paid to by the pharmaceutical companies to write this paper that said that it causes the vaccines cause autism. And then a whole bunch of science asked that question and said, Hey, maybe it does. Let's check it out. And Oh wait, no, <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> but I know. Problem solved. Except that once it's out, that's the problem with these things is once it's out there, how long does it take to get it? Out of the collective consciousness. Well, the you know problem. I mean? No, the problem is that people become believers in the in the same way that they become be- believers about a nine eleven conspiracy or whatever, and then all evidence to the contrary becomes evidence for it. Yeah, but this is a this is a this is, these are people who have kind of like as their their poster child, Jim Carrey. Right? Isn't he the one who like rails against vaccination? Oh, better yet, it's Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. She's the big one. She's the okay. Wow. Because I take the word of a former Playboy model <laughs> over the word of modern science. Oh, the, the consensus. The, over... the vast consensus yeah. after considered study of of science. Yeah. Because mm. she has an autistic kid and wants to blame something. Well, clearly what happened. Right. He got his, he got his, you know, he got his vaccination. Quid now, pro Proctor Hawk or something like that, right? You you just made up a thing. <laughs> Quid Hawk. Quid Hawk pro Snuckter no, Prickle. <laughs> Do- Dr. Proctor and and Dr. Quinn. Post Hoke, ergo D- Proctor Hawk, I think is the, the Latin. Did you say Hoke or Hawk? I thought Hawk. It was, I always said Hawk. Well, that's the dumb Italian that gets in the way. Uh, O's or yes. O sounds. Yes. So I see foreign anything, and it's always pronounced with a little bit of yeah, <laughs> Italian the, vowels. Right. The, the, pro, the phrase you're looking for is post hoc ergo propter hoc. Okay. Yeah. Which is uh, after this, therefore because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anywho. I, I know what it is. I mean, right. I mean, I, I did too. I, what's funny is I did have to look it up because I was suddenly like, what is it? Pergo. Pergo copter frock. <laughs> <laughs> Snick to Prakash. Um, 
What's the other one? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so vaccinate your kids is, is, is the story there. Okay. Go on. Move on. Okay. Um, well, I would like to go to a, a very serious story. And this is actually a serious story. Oh. Um, I was starting to set that up and it sounded like it was not going to be serious, <laughs> but it is actually serious. I just, I'll put on my serious face. Um, please do. Um, so um, a Nigerian man. Is he a um, prince? Does he want my money? No. Oh. Um, that would be preferred. Okay. To what's what happened to this man. Oh, dear. Uh, he has been sent to a, um, he's been committed into a mental institute. Oh. Uh, after he declared that he did not believe in God. Oh. He has been committed for non-belief. Uh, <laughs> he lives in uh, the Kano state or Kano state, K-A-N-O. Mm. Uh, of uh, of Nigeria, uh, which apparently has um, adopted Islamic law. Uh, oh, back in two thousand, <clears throat> back in the year two thousand, they adopted sure. Islamic law. Sure, and uh, and so uh, his family, uh, after he uh, admitted to them that he was atheist, took him to a psychiatric ward, um, and uh, in, at the Amino Kano Teaching Hospital, mm. and uh, no, 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 that's where he ultimately landed. Mm. Uh, he was first taken to another doctor, uh, who refused to say that he was he was crazy. There's nothing wrong with him. Right. What the, the first doctor said, and the second one that you know always get a second opinion. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> the the second doctor uh, said that his atheism was a side effect of suffering a, a personality change. Ah, and so clearly and he therefore needs to he, be committed. You know what I'm guessing? I'm guessing if if Islamic law is in place in this place, they were probably trying to get him committed to save his life. <laughs> I mean, the truth is that's an interesting. Th- thought, I would ra- actually. I, I'd certainly rather go to a mental institution than be stoned to death. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know I don't how know intense they get in that quite that way. No. Um. But I mean, the truth is that that apostasy in that nature is a is a killing offense in in Islam. Oh yeah. I don't know if it is in that country. I mean, they may not be able to do that, but they may be able to jail him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Perhaps. Um, not knowing all the legal situation on the ground. Right. Um, clearly, though, it would be better for him to get out of Kano, right. Kano State, whatever it's pronounced. And I don't know. Maybe go to. Um, some Sweden city. Go to go to go, go to, to Lagos. Go to right? Sweden. Lagos. Lagos. Uh, I'm really bad at pronouncing things. <laughs> That's just what I do. In in okay. in N- Nigeria. Right. Yeah. In N- isn't it pronounced? N- 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 yeah. Yeah. N- Niger- okay. You're Nigeria. Very, you're very cute. <laughs> you're mispronouncing things. It's adorable. No, I mean, you know, this is this is the thing. Like, send him to a another a mental institution in Europe, and then they'll let him out. But then, you know, he can apply for asylum or something. Because, Switzerland, right? Yeah, because because uh, you. Oh my gosh! Can we just airlift anyone who has a sudden flash of reason in? Uh, in Africa, can we just get him out? <laughs> project, project rational, right? Pro- pro- airlift, yeah, pro- exactly. 
Save the atheists. Uh, it, sh- it should be an NGO. It should be. It should be a. Uh, there. There should be, like, you know, some some uh, celebrity, some very serious celebrity on a commercial saying, every year, four hundred and fifty atheists die in Africa. It's just pictures of sad atheists, right? With exactly. Sad music. Right. You get Sarah McLachlan to uh, exactly. You're in the arms Donate some- of the angels. <laughs> Wait, that that one doesn't work quite doesn't, as well. Yeah, no, 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 no. Anyways, we are we started to make light of this. This is a, a, kind of a serious one. Yeah, but our job is to make light of things. <laughs> That's kind of what we do. Well, now you know, folks. And uh, yeah, don't. Uh, I would say, um, yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to uh, a, an update. Um, Frank Schaefer. I think we talked about this on the show. A while back, uh, he was a pastor in uh, in uh, Lebanon, Pennsylvania, uh, which I think is outside of Philly. I'm not positive. Um, he was he presided over his son's same sex wedding ceremony. Um, he's a Methodist. Oh, yeah. He's I a Methodist this. pastor, uh-huh. and uh, he was uh, he was defrocked uh, because of it. He literally, uh, yeah, he he chose to do it. The Methodists do not condone this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and he was he was mm. depasteurized. He <laughs> was. Is that possible? I, I, Chilled maybe. rapidly, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he was he was defrocked from his pastorization. Um, okay. However, he appealed. Uh, this this uh, the, apparently there's a, there's a process here, so he went in. He he filed for an appeal. And a nine-person appeals panel ordered the church to restore his pastoral credentials, uh, saying that the jury—and of course, this is a a church jury, not a actual like legal jury—but the jury that uh, that convicted him of breaking church law erred when fashioning his punishment. So there you go. He was he was suspended huh. uh, last year for officiating the wedding. The wedding happened in 2007, by the way. Uh, oh, that's right. I remember that being a weird detail. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Anyway, uh, he appealed. He argued. His argument was that the decision was wrong because it was based on an assumption that he would break church law in the future because apparently he refused to promise that he would not do so. Oh. But, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But he's promised now. He must have promised. Somehow he what did he like, say? I, I, no more. He's, that was the one time deal. Yeah, he's he just said uh, he hmm. uh, yeah. I don't know what he said. I mean, hmm. frankly, he's rejoining a communion that rejects his son and rejects. You know what I mean? Like to me, there's still there's still yeah. a little like go, it's, it's his livelihood. Go be a pastor with a, a more welcoming church. Yeah, but maybe he likes the Methodists. Go change teams. Reform from within. You know, that whole thing. Well, we'll be talking about that later. Yeah. Sometimes that's, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. That's a concept that we will be <laughs> going over in some detail later. Every anyway, every once in a while it works. Most of the time it doesn't. I just thought that that was interesting. He's back in. He gets to be... Uh, he gets to lead his flock again. Oh, And his nice. son remains married, so everything worked out for everyone. That is really nice. Isn't yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Wouldn't it be funny if his son got a divorce? 
Like, like, Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> See you later. Like like a month later, they're like, oh, we hate each other. <laughs> this is not working. I met somebody new. Dad, mm. why did you even marry us? I hate him. Why did you insist on that? <laughs> God, Dad. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I would like to go to uh, uh, Ho Chi Minh City. Oh, the 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 home of of stuff <laughs> well the home of a new uh uh uh, uh buddhist water park oh uh, <laughs> it's a it's a buddhist water slide park woohoo um totally themed out yeah all buddhist all the time wow um, it is adorable uh, uh, pictures, pictures. Oh, wait, oh shit! Wait. What just happened? I just went into. You just. You just I went into sleepy mode. Yeah. How did that happen? Your computer just suddenly. Um. Okay. It did not want to show me the pictures. <laughs> it was like, no. Look at that! Isn't that amazing? Who's that? Is that? Is it's that b- Chief Sitting Bull presiding over things? Well, okay. Something to know about um, um, the Buddhists. Buddhists in 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 sort of that part of Asia. Okay. In Vietnam, right? Is that it's a, uh, uh, I guess, what is it, mystical? It, it's more, what oh, was really? the word that they used in this article to describe it? Uh, animist. Oh, okay. It's animist. So um, there's there's the dragon, unicorn, tortoise, <laughs> phoenix. These are characters that are running around the park. <laughs> and so my guess is this face is not like a Buddhist face, but it's more of one of these sort of... Uh, animist representations of some animal figure what, what we're kind. referring to is a very large face mm-hmm. like that's sort of prominently displayed over like the splash pool yeah um and this 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 water park was done on a grand scale oh yeah, yeah. everything it's all large like big slides and oh. big water this big water that and they have some wonderful wonderful attractions um for example, um, and I'm not quite sure how this fits into the whole, uh, well, it does actually fit into the, the Buddhist thing more mm. than it does necessarily the water park thing. There's uh, the Palace of Unicorns, which sounds <laughs> wonderful, right? Um, I mean, what could be wrong with the Palace of Unicorns? Well, if you go into the Palace of Unicorns, it's actually a graphic depiction of Buddhist hell. Oh. I didn't even know it was a thing, to be honest. Um, there are uh, There's uh, scenes of torture and violence um being inflicted on drug addicts gamblers what? adulterers it's a hell house they did a buddhist hell house in, in and it's called the palace of unicorns the palace of unicorns yeah Beautiful. i feel betrayed by that name <laughs> i feel like if you're going to call it the palace of unicorns it should be like the happiest thing in the world no um apparently it's not a very happy place no. um the the park itself um it's definitely not very Disney esque, uh, in that um, a lot of the places, like I guess, I think it is in the Palace of Unicorns. There's these dangling um, stalactites uh-huh. right, that um, um, are totally in your way uh-huh. as you're like going through it, <laughs> and that you can totally like hurt yourself on. Yeah, it. and apparently also the concrete is really slippery. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's also um, a uh, there are fifteen hundred 
uh, alligators or Ooh. crocodiles, I guess probably. <laughs> uh, 1,500 live crocodiles in this crocodile pool. Um, the, the, the visitors are invited to feed with raw meat attached to fishing poles. Wow. That's, we need to go to this place. Th- this is a destination. I want to go there so bad right now. <laughs> like, seriously, that's amazing. <laughs> I've never really cared to go to Vietnam before. And now I really, really want to go. All right, let's go. Yeah. The beaches are amazing. Yeah. From what I hear. Um yeah, this uh it's uh it's it's quite nice. What what's this place called? It's called um the Soi Tien Cultural Theme Park, <laughs> which is why I really didn't bother with the name. Um uh, no, I I need to know the name Soy because I'm Tien going Cultural Theme Park. I am fu- in Ho Chi Minh City. See, now this point this what this does is point out what the Christians are missing. Because when the Christians theme parks, in the they U- do that. they do theme parks, but they don't do fun theme parks. Like when oh, th- this is an actual, this is a water park. This is what I'm you saying. You look at this thing; it is a, and it's a nice one. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. The yeah. Christians, like we went to that stupid thing in uh, in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, <sighs> and it was like it was it had a theme. That's <laughs> for sure. Boredom. But like all, I mean, you know, you you see the scenes from Religious where Bill Maher goes to the Jesus theme park, and it's just all like, like boring you with Bible stories. No, they need a roller coaster. Get some fucking coasters in there. Get a water. I mean, who doesn't want to go on Noah's flood log flume? No, that's what it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to go on the flood. Like create rides. Yeah rides people yeah thrill rides and water slides yeah Uh, too much theme too little park yeah that's what's happening yeah the christians are dumb (laughs) because i'd i'd be there in a heartbeat if it was a cool water park Uh, and this well and this is cool in 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 the sense also that it's dangerous yes like like this is for, for a north american going to a place like this uh apparently they 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 don't have sort of the the tort law that, uh, <laughs> no those North those America. stalagmites are gonna hit people in the you know and you and i we're no vietnamese we're tall yeah we will be hitting our heads for yeah. sure yeah, look at this look, oh look how amazing that is grumpy king grumpy something. king with Die. like a pagoda and spiders and oh God, I don't that, know what all that is. I love this place. But it's definitely a, this is a definitely a wave pool type thing. Yeah, yeah. Is what it looks like. Oh, I want And then I, there's some sort of like elephant. This is like a jungle ride at Disneyland, yeah, it looks like. Exactly. You get into the elephant and it it takes you around into the this, through the jungle. This looks like the old guy in um um what what's the what's in like Mulan or something? No. Oh, oh no, it's the old it's 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 the, the old the guy little, in uh, little Chinatown thing. It's, oh, that one too. But that's based on on. I mean, it's it's this sort of this sort of stock. Probably. Well, I mean, we'll call him Vietnamese because this is in Vietnam. But this stock, like old wizened, bearded Chinese character. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, I want to go there so bad. Oh, and there there is a temple where you can pray. Okay. Oh yeah, of course there is, well, and there's a giant mouth, like a lion's mouth that you go that you walk up into. That looks great. I would say probably a dragon. That looks like a dragon. Sure, mouth. dragon's yeah. mouth. Better yet, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> Everything I'm seeing makes me want to go there more. 
There's nothing about anything that Ken, Ken Ham has created that can rival this no. in making me want to come. No. Fuck you, Ken Ham. I'm going to be a Buddhist. Mm. So because they At have least Buddhist they have for a day, so better water parks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's more faith promoting. It really is. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. Uh, foreign amusement parks always scare me. I sure they sure. do. Sure, I'm sure you're they gonna. I, I'm I'm like eighty percent sure I'd get dysentery uh, <laughs> just walking through the gate. The shots required <laughs> to go to this place, Dan. Worth it. We're, so yeah. worth it. All right, let's plan it. Yeah, let's do it. Have a fundraiser. We should have a fun, yeah. Well, I always feel bad about that sort of thing because it's like send Frank and Dan on to an am- Vietnam on an amazing trip. Well, we report back, yeah, and it would be amazing reporting. Yeah, we would definitely do some fun reporting from that. <laughs> we need we need a partner. We need to find a wealthy partner mm. who wants to see some wacky stuff. Uh, yeah. So, wealthy person out there listening to us now. Who loves podcasts? It's so time. Much. It's time to step Who up. Wastes your time. What waste? There's no waste <laughs> on here. This podcast. We are. We are informative. <laughs> speaking of informative, yes. Also speaking of water in Asia, mm, one of my favorite things. <laughs> Who doesn't want to talk about that? Uh, I let me take you back. Uh, so let me let me engage your imagination, if you will. Uh, I will take you to the city of Varanasi. In in India, mm. uh, a city that I went to on my on my tra- travels there, one of the holiest cities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's considered Hinduism's holiest city, mm. uh, right on the Maganga, the, mm. the Ganges River, as the holiest of rivers, the holiest river. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they this this is a place where pilgrims, uh, Hindu pilgrims, mm. from all over the country come to uh to take what my guide what our what our tour guide called the holy dip <laughs> really yeah that's cute they go to what are called ghats uh or cots they, it's spelled g h a t but they they can make a k sound so it's ghats okay uh, and and these are just stairs that go down into the river oh yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then they 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 take their dip they uh the men strip down to very little uh-huh. Uh, you know, a little sort of uh, loincloth. Yeah, well, or 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 a speedo type thing. Oh, okay. Just underwear or something. The uh. the ladies stay in their full saris. They do. Yeah, and they get in that water. Yes. Ugh. Uh, but they go in. Hope it's the last time they ever wear that. Sorry. And it washes away their sins. It's a. I mean, it's a baptism, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as all of them are. Right. You, you know, not unique to any specific religion. Right. Water is very cleansing. clean. Clean yourself. Right. Uh, the problem, of course, being, and we've talked about this before. I think we mentioned it just last week. It's gross. Mm-hmm. That river is dirty. There is for uh, being so holy. It's surprising how dirty it is. Well, it's surprising how willing they are to like let companies just pour their their you know, byproduct effluence into right. this river, and you know, right. just garbage everywhere. Right and all that and, and uh, you know two that I saw just on my little boat tour, you know, of one you know maybe two miles of the river, two crematoria. Oh yeah, one on either side of the gats mm-hmm. uh, of the major gats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, you're when you go in, you're guaranteed to get dead people in your hair. Right, guaranteed. 
It's uh, It wouldn't matter which way the river was flowing. Right. The big one was upriver, by the way. The little one was downstream. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, that's good. that's okay. what you want. <laughs> yes. Um. So the new uh, the new prime minister of of India, uh, Narendra Modi, mm-hmm. Narendra Modi. Ah. I beg your pardon. Um, yes. is has has vowed to to clean it up. The uh, river. Mm-hmm. No way. Yep. Pre- uh, uh, previous efforts uh, to clean up the river. Have been, I'm going to call them half-hearted and mm. or lackluster. Like, mm. for instance, one of the efforts to clean up all of the dead body bits uh-huh. was to introduce flesh-eating turtles. Oh, that's smart. I see the logic. Yeah, it just didn't, it, the, you can't, there wasn't Did enough they were turtles. They... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's a huh. lot of dead folks. So wait a second. I thought, though, that having your ashes dispersed into the Ganges is like kind of a really important thing it's a very important thing so how do no you clean one, that up i don't think any i don't think not doing that is on the table okay uh, so this is about the industrial waste it's about a lot of things uh however the uh modi is seeking uh the help of holy men hmm. to uh to figure out how to do this thing i wonder if they could refine their crematoria their cremation process right that would make it uh cost more and probably make it cost prohibitive well maybe with some kind of i mean if they're trying to clean it up maybe a government subsidy i don't know but like i'm saying like i mean you 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 need to understand the rudimentary nature of this process these are not these are not big ovens no i know i've I've seen video of it Yeah. yeah it's just Piles of wood uh-huh. and a dead person on top. Yeah. And then you just sort of shovel it all in. Right. But couldn't they? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, anyway, so, so they are going to try and clean it up uh, with the help of the holy men. Uh, here's what I'm saying you've got millions. I mean, this is a country of over a billion people, uh-huh. and many of them. Millions of them every year want come to the Ganges. Mm. Have everybody who takes a dip clean up a bit. <laughs> everybody that takes a dip, well, you got to do, do a little. You got to clean of, up. Do all of your ashes have to make it into the Ganges? I don't think so, but I mean, it's not anyways, just the ashes. Anyways, I mean, we're, we're not ta- here we're... to solve this problem for them. <laughs> um, but but I think I just went a long way towards doing it. If if they enlisted the help of everyone who was just dipping in it, yeah. You know, it's your it's your Ma Ganga, your yeah. mother, the mother Ganges. Right. You might as well take care of her. Right. Yeah. She's she's a god. So I actually have a different question about the kind of a side question. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you went there as a tourist. Indeed, I did. So you saw all of this like sacred, all this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. People mourning. You know, dead bodies burning. Mm-hmm. Uh people washing themselves so forth and so on what is the tourist situation like how many people are there to watch this whole thing you know i there weren't that many white faces huh. um there were clearly some tourist indians uh that you know we, when we were watching one ceremony there was there were people of indian descent who were from uh the uk sitting mm. next to us who were clearly okay. just as much tourists as we were okay huh um but but I mean the crowds 
are are clearly uh pilgrims right so there were definitely some white faces but huh. not many it was mostly in does there i mean i always is there a sense of like disrespect like that people are like oh these damn tourists or do they just largely ignore you no, I mean that's that's the economy of the whole country, right? Like every time they see a white face, they know money's being poured into the country. So I don't think anyone huh. is like, "Oh, these damn tourists." Huh. They're careful, you know. Our tour guide, who is who who is clearly like upper class uh-huh. for India and whatever, and, right. and and you know, educated and and such. Right. He he was careful about things. He, he said he would ask that we don't take pictures of the funeral pyres. Sure. We could take pictures of of the the holy dip of uh-huh. the people sort of you know taking their their holy dip, huh. but he asked that we we not take pictures of the funeral pyres. Okay. However, if we had, I think he would have just been disappointed. He wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> he'd have to live with his disappointment for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, or rather, he'd just have to live with he'd roll his eyes at like shitty Americans or whatever. Right. But, but right. I mean, it's. It, it, it's not I'm, i think they know what side their bread is buttered on huh. you know what i'm saying like right, right there is that element of it right it supports a lot of the infrastructure it supports a lot of this the stuff huh. all right interesting but i don't know i'm I, certainly everyone was more than happy to accommodate us hmm. that i saw i don't know what they did behind my back anyway nah, I, I did not i refrained from taking the holy dip I did. I did pollute the water. Did they though. offer? Oh, good. I did. You contributed. I contributed to the pollution of the. Well, I had to. It, our our guide was very sweet and bought us these little, uh, these little like marigold uh, uh-huh. flower things with a candle in it, and uh-huh. you light the candle and you put it into the water and you. I don't. You make a wish. I don't know what you do. So what did uh, you wish for? Uh, more wishes. <laughs> Oh, that's so boring. Damn. No, I don't. I I didn't wish for anything. I just I just put a flower into. I put a flower wishes. that's on fire into the water. Dan Dan's sad little. I just participated wish. in the tradition. I didn't actually wish for anything, because frankly, looking around India, I've got way too much. Yeah, I've got plenty. I don't need to wish for. Yeah. I mean, I could make a wish for all of them. But frankly, one flower in the in the Ganges is not enough to fix their problems. So that's so sad, Dan, and mm-hmm. strangely poetic. I I am strangely poetic, mostly strange, <laughs> but sometimes a little bit poetic. Anyway, all right. Well, if you'd like to join in in our conversation, you can do so, or scold us for something we said. Yeah. You can uh, send us a an, an email. Oh yeah, it's a great sure. way to get in touch. Sure, do that. Our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or let us hear your beautiful voice uh, by calling into the show. You can you can leave a voicemail for us at eight uh, at at four two four. Sorry, I almost started with the wrong thing. Four two four six 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 eight four four two. Or uh, another fun way to interact is to uh, go to facebook.com slash tgiatheist and. Uh, and 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 look for us there. I'd also like to do. Uh, there's been, I've been twittering, just a, just a little. You've tweeted just a little. I'm not promising How big things amazing. over on Twitter, but if you do, uh, if you do, if you are on Twitter, you can follow us at TGI Atheist. We should um, maybe we should have a little feed Twitter feed box on the website that gets updated once a week. I mean that's about the the, right. the extent to which I 
I tweet. Sure. Well, but I'm trying. I'm I'm making an effort. I'm trying to understand what Twitter is all about because I don't get it. What What you guys should know then, but is that these tweets are obviously since it's only happening that rarely. Uh-huh. These are obviously amazing tweets. <laughs> of course they are amazing. Uh, and of course. There is the website yeah. that Dan just mentioned, www.thinkgodimatheist.com. It's a good place to go and uh, talk about, you know, you can you can have conversations about each episode, because each episode is up there and has its own little thing, and it you can make comments. It's own post, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, take us to task or, or, or interact amongst each other. Mm, that's nice, too. Right. I saw somebody respond to somebody's comment with an LOL, in fact. See? See what's happening, happening out there. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my it's God. So, so good. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's take our, uh, uh, a patty break. Yeah, we need one. We need it. <laughs> Save us, Pat long. Robertson. Too Save long. us. Hey, this is Lori who says, my husband and I moved into a house a year ago. I'm a strong Christian with unwavering faith. I believe the Lord tried to stop us from buying it at every turn. Everything has been very difficult here. Everything has to be redone, rehung, etc. The last few months, weird things have been happening in the home. I've seen doors open and close on their own. We can't find something and then it appears and things fall off shelves without reason. What do you recommend? I've prayed and cast it out, but I believe it will take more than one person to make this stop. I'd sell that house in a heartbeat. I would run to the nearest realtor, put it on the market, cut the price in half, and get out. That's what I would do as fast as you can. If you don't like that, get a bunch of believers to come in there and, and go room by room and anoint every room, plead the blood of Jesus, and cast demons out. But man, you're in for a long fight. Get out! There are plenty of houses. Why live in a haunted house? <laughs> oh my god well i mean the millionaire says yeah leave your house yeah cut the price in half get out of there there are plenty of houses yeah just just lose fifty thousand yeah. dollars or you know a hundred and fifty thousand dollars do, do you have to um disclose that the house is haunted i i would i would say you're in legal gray area there <laughs> If you generally genuinely believe that that's what it is, I think you're under ethical uh you're yeah. under an ethical obligation. Doors are opening and closing. <laughs> Items are appearing that they couldn't find before. Right. They had their keys, they they're positive that they looked on the buffet, but then they went away and when they went back there they were on the buffet. Uh, it's terrifying. Shh. Get out! <laughs> Get out! Why would you live in a haunted house? <laughs> in a haunted or, house. Or just get some believers together and uh, call on the blood of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Uh, and go room to room, you know? But he doesn't seem to believe that'll work. He, he yeah. I think yeah. he's convinced that they do not have the exercising power required <laughs> to keep those doors closed when they're closed uh, and open when they're he, open. Well, see, he speaks from experience, though. He's had a struggle or two with, with demonic forces in his life, and he yeah. knows how, just how difficult it can be. Why would you, why would you bring that on? Right? That's a good why would you? Why would you take that on in your own life? If yeah. you could avoid it just by selling the house. It's valid. Why wouldn't you? That's a valid thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. my goodness. Well, Demonic there you go. Possession of a house. Just don't live in a haunted house. Just sell that thing. Get rid of it. Get rid of it.
Well, uh, it's our turn to give bad advice. Uh, Yay! Pat, Pat being our model for this sort of thing. <laughs> uh, oh, I just realized that me reading these turns makes me the the woman uh, that sitting next to Pat Robertson in our. You didn't our know that. I, I I I had only I only just put it together. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, I know you. Why did. do you think I didn't want to read the emails? Because yeah, because you are sexist against women. And you don't want to be the woman. And against <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you be the woman. I'll be the woman. Here we go. Uh, Michael wrote in and said, uh, I had the below beer. He sent us a picture of uh, beer. It's the Epic Brewing Company's Elder Brett. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, which Epic is a local uh, uh, beer uh, brewer. And not so local anymore. They're, oh, that's true. They're moving. They have, uh, they have operations in Colorado now. And yeah. But and they started. They, they distribute all over. They started here in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says it was quite good. The name in the picture didn't really hit me until I noticed that Epic is out of Salt Lake City. Uh, now the name is Elder Brett. It's a reference to uh, a missionary, and okay. the photo has a little missionary guy on oh, it. It's fun. really cute. Yeah, or the little picture, the little image. Uh-huh. Uh Then there's Wasatch with their polygamy porter, uh-huh. a favorite name among the craft brew crowd. Uh, I were I was working in Salt Lake City once. And a local coworker who was very practicing Mormon uh, went with me to the Wasatch Brewery store. I picked up the polygamy porter T-shirt, which said "Take some home for the wives." <laughs> it cracked me up, but he didn't seem amused. Just curious if using them and their sordid past pisses off the LDS folks, and if any of those places uh, have been sued yet. Uh. I don't know on what grounds they would be sued. Right. No, there's been no repercussion. It's it's a time on a time honored tradition here for those of us not Mormons to sort of poke fun at oh, yeah. at things like polygamy and stuff. Uh, uh, at just Mormonism in general. Right. Um, there's an annual uh, theater event. Right. Right. Uh, called it, Saturday's Voyeur. Right. Based which... based on it's a spoof of a Mormon. <laughs> Of of a Mormon theater event that was called Saturday's Warrior, <laughs> and it was a uh, it was a very uh, uplifting and heartwarming oh, indeed uh, yes. a thing. But yes, yeah, Saturday's Voyeur uh-huh. uh, Voyeur mm-hmm. is 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 a send up of uh, is a yearly send up of whatever crazy that year's local and politics and 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 Mormon such. shenanigans. Um, <laughs> Mormon shenanigans is exactly what it's about. Um, so no lawsuits. I will say this, Utah's getting good at alcohol. Yeah, that's true. If you haven't had, uh, uh, Epic Brew, Epic Beer is is really amazing. Uh, if you haven't had, uh, by the way, there's also a Five Wives Vodka. Uh Uh-huh. High West as well. High West. For, uh, whiskey. And they do a vodka. I was just in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and... Asked a bartender, saw the High West up on their shelf, and said, "Hey, how's the High West selling?" And she said, "You know, we're we're more of a tequila place. It was kind of a taqueria sort of oh, thing." Oh, sure. Uh, she said, "We're more of a tequila place, but I try and sell it all the time because it's what I drink, and I think it's amazing." Yeah, and, and it, it, is. it it's, is. It's amazing. It's yeah. a little pricey, but I'll tell you what, it's good. Mm-hmm. That's some good mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's gonna be there. When when you're when you're sort of when especially if your product is alcohol, yeah, you are already standing in direct contravention of the yeah. Mormons. And you, the last thing you care about is whether you 
are, are going to get some some flack from the Mormons. And let me about tell you something. T-shirt. The Mormons fired the first shots in that war. Let's just, oh, let's just yeah. be real about that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Stevie, as in Nick's, not wonder. It's a cute, cute. way. Cute. cute. Way of I like it. that. Uh, yeah. She's she wrote into us. She said, "Hey guys, hope all is well. I just finished listening to episode one thirty three called Judeophilia. I loved uh, at the end when you started ta- talking about asking Jews what they believe." I will tell you that it is absolutely true that most Reformed Jews are either non-believers or they are in a state of pseudo-belief. The rest will probably give you an eh sort of answer. Hmm. I'm a a Jewish convert. In addition, I am an atheist. This fascinated me, Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Stevie. Uh, I will go on. Uh, (laughs) um, During my conversion, the... Biet Din, uh, the people who decide if you're allowed in or not, were aware of my non-belief. Uh, yeah, I may have coded it in other terms, like that I had doubt or whatever, but here's, where, here's what's kind of cool. They absolutely encourage that. In fact, at the end of Shabbat services, the rabbi will often say something to the effect of, and wherever you are in your Judaism, may your travels be fruitful, or hmm. something similar. Right. Uh, so it's not what we as Jews believe. It's not our Judaism. It's your Judaism. Hmm. Uh, and she goes on to say, you know, she her, she converted because her family fled from Eastern Europe, came here, decided to say they were Catholic just to stay on the safe side and everything. Right, right. Uh, and just kept, sort of kept the Catholicism as their mantle. And then she did some research, found out that they were Jewish and wanted to sort of get back in touch with that. Fantastic. Um, a really interesting thing to, to do. I don't know that I understand that. Uh, I don't understand converting to a religion, though thou art not religious. Um, but if you were going to convert to any religion as a non-religious person, you know, Judaism is probably one of the top of the list. Because it's uh, yeah. not, I mean, especially like she's saying with like Reform Judaism, like it's, they're not terribly religious. No. It just is a religion it's more of a it's community a, it's a community and i understand wanting to be part of a community it it i don't get your choices i'm afraid stevie i just don't get it i mean you you and i know a person who converted to judaism yeah. and is a, an atheist as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a weird thing to do i realized after you had said who it was well i realized who it was after you said oh yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but she was an atheist before <clears throat> She no. kind of got there yeah, after she, yes. she converted. Right. right. But she likes the community, I guess. She loves the community and the tradition and the... the, the... And matzo ball soup. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Latkes. I'm pretty sure she does. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah Rose wrote in. Uh, she just... we Last week we talked about psychics. Oh, yeah. And she said uh, she just wanted to tell her... Uh, tell a psychic story. She was at the Atlanta Gay Pride Festival where there was a group of Christian psychics who were giving free readings. Her friend wanted to have a reading done, so she went along with it. Uh, She says, I wanted to see if they could tell me anything about my sister who passed away suddenly in an ATV accident in 2001 at the age of 22. Hmm. I was 13 at the time. Uh, She says the the woman giving the reading was using, uh, this this is what, what interested me, was using woodland creature metaphors. And it was probably the worst psychic reading I had ever witnessed. She started by de- she started describing a squirrel at one point. Uh, 
She says, I suppose the squirrel was supposed to be my sister, although I think a Wolverine totem would have been a more accurate, would have been more accurate. Maybe I was the squirrel. I lo- What's great about this email is that she's doing exactly what psychics want you to do, which right. is take whatever they say and twist it until it makes sense in your world. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. She says, maybe I was the squirrel. Uh that that would make much more better sense. I love getting into other people's shit, and I'm a huge fan of climbing trees and screaming and flailing my limbs about at anyone I perceive as a threat. <laughs> uh, then she said she was getting the image of a duck in a lake and how this duck was extremely significant image for me in my future dealings. Uh, she said my father's name is Wade, so oh. yes, I would indeed deal with my dad in the future. She was 100% oh, wow. correct. Wow. Um, also... Uh, yeah. Yeah. She says, I've done astrology card readings and more uh, tangible th- and more t- readings more tangible than this. And I know I'm a complete charlatan. Um, I did it as a party trick for friends' birthdays. Huh. Not as a serious thing. Anyway, uh, she thought we would get a kick out of that. And I did. The duck thing is brilliant. Like this, this, uh, this woodland creature thing, if I ever do psychic readings, it's I'm totally going to go fantastic. animal. Yeah. Because. But you have to be really hippy dippy. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, so, like, I'll put on a dread dreadlock wig first, and then I'll just be like, "Okay." So I'm, I'm sorry, getting you in dreads is not not a good idea. No white man should ever have dreadlocks. <laughs> this is just that is just a fact of of the universe. It's just never good on any white person. No. All right. Anyway, um, and then Glenn wrote in. Uh, in the ca- because last week you almost did a story. You did a near miss of a story. Do you remember this? And, and the story was about uh, uh, Catholic priests with girlfriends and or wives. Uh, right. Glenn wanted to clarify that uh, in the Catholic faith, quote, uh, he says, in the Catholic faith, priests from other religions in communion with the Holy See mm. who were previously married and decided to convert to the Roman church are allowed to keep their wife and family, uh, as separating them would be against God's will rather than just against dogma. Right. Yeah, because divorce apparently is worse than a priest uh, making sexy time. Well, that, but yeah, but that's a good point. It's uh, the celibacy is part of dogma. Right. Not doctrine. Right. So it is. It is Roman dogma. He says that priests are not allowed to marry. It is part of. Uh, property ownership after death uh the thought was to disallow the leaving of church property to a son or family upon death so that's interesting. Uh, that's a that's a, that's a very interesting point actually. yeah huh. anyway thanks for the clarification on that glenn yeah. um and that's that did we have a voicemail we have one voicemail okay and uh i'm uh, i'm just gonna play it it's a nice little story hi frank and dan uh my name is miranda from ohio and uh, I've never called you guys before, but I just listened to your last podcast, and I had an interesting story to tell you about a psychic. And I was uh, at the bar with one of my friends that I knew pretty well through other people, but didn't know them really personally, and ended up finding out that they are a tarot card reader on the side. And so I immediately jumped at the opportunity to grill him on some things about what he does, and uh, found out that Kind of like what you guys were talking about, his mother was a psychic, and so he grew up in that atmosphere and believed it, and uh, his mother trained him on how to read cards, and so I asked him about, you know, what his religious beliefs were, and he 
acting like he didn't really believe in a god per se, but that he believed in an energy, a spiritual aspect, sort of mumbo jumbo. And uh, I asked him about how accurate he is, and and when he's giving people these readings, you know how how trusting is he in his own ability to read? And uh, he said that you know he believes that he's very accurate, and if he's not accurate, it's because people aren't trusting enough of him. And so there was a lot of back and forth of it works all the time except for when it doesn't, and when it doesn't, it's not my fault. It's whoever this other person mentality is at the moment. And um, he was very honest when I, I sort of came at him and was just like, you know, honestly, I really don't believe anything that you're telling me. Like, I don't think that you have any proof that any of this is working. And he's like, you know, I understand your opinion and blah, blah, blah. And he's very, very positive response to my skepticism. But you can definitely tell that he genuinely believed it, which was something that I didn't really expect. So... Anyways, just wanted to tell you guys a story. I found it kind of interesting. And uh, sending you love from the Nasty Natty, as I affectionately call it. See you guys later. All right. Well, thanks, Miranda. Ooh, Nasty Natty. That sounds... <laughs> Isn't that a beer? I don't know, but it sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, you know, these psychics... Uh, of course, if it doesn't work, it's not their fault. No, clearly not. It's your fault. No. That's so how it would it never works. work on you, Miranda. No. It would be clearly your fault. Yeah. You're you're yeah. If you but would I like just that you like open also your heart to it. We're really honest about your skepticism. Sure. I, like I, I think that that's fine. And yeah. and of course they encounter that all the time, probably in more obnoxious forms than you were willing well, to. Well, there's be. probably the 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 Christiany. Oh yeah. obnoxious response. Yes. So, I'm sure. Anyways. But I, I mean as Hannah Rose said, you know, there are Christian psychics. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, thank you. And we do have some donors to thank, or or uh, rather a donor. Uh, Damien is now a monthly subscriber. Thank you, Damien. And we really appreciate that. That is fantastic. Um, if you'd like to donate uh, and make it so that it doesn't sound quite as pathetic that we only have one person to thank this week... <laughs> Uh, you can do so by going to our uh, Thank God I'm Atheist yeah. webpage and clicking on the well, donation And button. there are all of the, the regular monthly subscriber donors. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is who, that we... Who we need to are, at least express oh gratitude my, to the group. Oh, my God. We're so grateful. Yeah. I mean, it it really is helping us. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. This right. is not an easy endeavor, and it's sort of it keeps us going to Absolutely. know that you guys support yeah. us like that. So thank you. Um. I want to talk about one Miss Kate Kelly. Yeah, uh, this is it happened. We've talked to, about her plenty. Mm. Um, this is this is the activist, the mm -hmm. the the woman, uh, the the head of the group Ordain Women. Yes, an LDS, uh, a, a Mormon group uh, that wanted uh, women ordained to the priesthood of that church. Yeah, yeah. Well, the priesthood not only said no, they they done give her the boot. Yeah. She's out. They have that authority. They do. They well, it's their club. They mm -hmm. can say who gets to be who gets yeah. to join. And the ladies are only second class members. Well, of the club. you know, they just have other duties. They just have other jobs. Well, very very important jobs that are that are that shittier. men don't want to do. That, right. Like 
I mean, if the men are very busy administering the church and uh-huh. uh, and healing the sick and all of that sort of thing. They don't have time to clean the house. No. Who's going to vacuum? How does he have time for that? How does he have time for that? The dishes? No. That's not his I mean, job. Waking up with the kid in the middle of the night? Right. Not his job. Caring about the children in general? Uh, monetarily. <laughs> yeah. He that's, takes... That's, that's how dad shows he his He takes love. financial care, and she... As barefoot and pregnant, yeah, nineteen fifties. It's the it's, it's the it's uh, God's way. Yeah, I like to think of it's it as the cleavers. God's way. Well, uh, Miss Kate Kelly does not like to think of that as God's way, but uh, she has been proven wrong. <laughs> How? By being booted out of it, excommunicated. Yeah, she. Uh, mm. So, so what so that- we wanted to talk about. Because, I mean, we've talked about her. I hope that nobody's bored of this. It's it's literally like every major news outlet is talking about this right now. Yeah. But what, what fascinates me about this story and the place that I kind of wanted to go today mm-hmm. is this idea of de- being so desperate to be a part of a club that doesn't want you. Yeah, I don't get that. Isn't there like a Groucho Marx thing? Well, he's the opposite. He's, I wouldn't belong to a club <laughs> that would have me for a member. Oh, shoot. Uh, Damn. Which is funnier. <laughs> it is funnier. It's l- a lot less funny <laughs> if you uh, are still clinging to a club that won't have you for it's a member. It's the opposite. Right. Uh, <laughs> so so there was an interesting article uh Written by uh, the local our our local religion beat coverage uh, woman Peggy Fletcher Stack in the Salt Lake Tribune, mm-hmm. uh, an article about a woman named Levina Fielding Anderson, uh, a colleague, a former colleague of my parents, uh, oh, okay. who uh, they were all sort of uh, the Mormon intelligentsia, the Mormon the Mormon uh, academics, yes, um, historians, historians, and such, all. yes. yes. And uh, and uh, Miss Anderson was part. Uh, Mrs. Anderson was part of uh, the a, a group that became to be what well, one shouldn't say affectionately known as, but uh, colloquially known as the September Six. Mm, uh, uh-huh. In the fall of 1993, uh, six people uh, were excommunicated from the church, uh, ostensibly for apostasy. Which is the same charge leveled against uh, against Miss Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, however, they were uh, in this case. They, it was it was stuff that they had published that was the problem. Um, so so Levina, uh, Miss uh, Levi, Miss Fielding Anderson, Mrs. Fielding Anderson, uh, wrote. Uh, she wrote an article um, for a journal. That uh, that talked about uh, ecclesiastical abuse, right? And uh, and and uh, was basically, well, what, do you have the quote up that was where she was talking about about the? Uh, yeah. Okay. So she thing. says, "I wrote an article for Dialogue, a journal of Mormon thought, that summarized 133 cases of LDS ecclesiastical abuse. Am I pleased to do better to care for the Mormon faithful?" That came out in early 1993. In May, my stake president called me in about it. He didn't seem to know what footnotes are, so he thought I made the whole thing up. <laughs> I assured him I did not. Uh, he then announced that I was not a member in good standing and could not use my temple recommend. 
And then she she says, I wouldn't give it up, but I promised him I wouldn't use it. Oh, my God. Um, and I guess he went around and he called all the temples in Utah saying that she, she, that wow. she was not allowed in. See, this is what's amazing. What's amazing here and and what's happening to some extent, to a large extent, is that these are men these are these are men who are in charge of uh, their local congregations. A stake president is basically in charge of a diocese, right? Uh, you know, a grouping of local congregations. Um, but there's these a- men have no theological training. No, these they, they have no no uh, no training in any of this. They generally are are they're just lay people uh-huh. who have, who who have enough money that they can give basically that they that they can afford to work a second full time job, right? And that they have enough money to have caught the attention, right, of of higher uh, of other higher ups and other church. successful businessmen in the church. <laughs> so. I, but the point is that they are s- clearly so intellectually outclassed by these women. Oh yeah, uh, and by and by men who who are who are also intellectual. They're so out of their depth, right, uh, when it comes to these issues. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do, and they're intimidated. They're intimidated by these these uppity women who who are so much smarter than they are, and who are who actually like know the history, right? So of course they're going to kick them out. So yeah, Levina, Levina Fielding Anderson uh, was was uh, cordially invited not to be a Mormon anymore, right? Or rather, officially told she wasn't one, right? In ninety three, her response. Was to continue going to church, yeah, which she is allowed to do, but she's not doing it within the fellowship of the church, right? And so she would not be able to have a church calling. Typically. She would, she would, she would be um, uh, counseled. She would, she would never be able to speak over the pulpit, right? She, she would be told not to, uh, or it, it, it would be bad form for her to participate in the sacrament, which is their communion, right? Uh, their in, Eucharist. In fact, more than bad form, she would probably be sternly talked to. Right. It. Right. Well, um, yeah. Because she, the, I mean, she could be asked to never come back. Which, I, yeah, it's kind of not what they do. Right. They just. But if some, but if somebody was like insisted on taking the sacrament and right. blah blah blah, I mean, they could be asked to not return. But this but is this is not a shunning in in it like like the no, J Dubs no, no, would do no, or whatever. No, no, they, no, no. You can keep going back. But what fascinates rarely me rarely do people actually continue actively participating at church right as now, a as a excommunicated now two other members member. of the September 6 uh did go back to the church they are now they are now uh it, you know sort of rebaptized or they they they're in full fellowship oh, with really? the church okay uh but anderson isn't yeah she's just continued to go to church this whole time well clearly she'd have to admit that um, she was in the wrong, which she wasn't. Right. So, so yeah. she. So until the church makes overtures to bring her back themselves, <laughs> she's in this amazing limbo. Yeah. I I look at 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 these people who are, you know, who have been so roundly rejected by you know on such fundamental grounds. So Kate Kelly clearly fundamentally believes. That the church needs to look at this and isn't looking at mm-hmm. it. Needs to look at the idea of, of of ordination of women, and and hasn't been looking at it and won't look at it and and you know so she pushes for it. Now her her method of pushing 
by like outside of Mormon standards, pretty gentle. It's it is the nicest, gentlest thing you've ever seen in your life. It's like let's go to the temple during general conference, and just ask to be let in uh-huh. respectfully. Right. And when they turn us away, we'll respectfully walk away. Right. We're just forcing them to say no. Right. That's all we're doing. We're right. Not, we're not marching. Right. We're not. We not. we don't carry signs. Throwing bottles of blood. We're not writing angry letter op-eds or anything. Graffiti. Just we're just going to breaking windows. It's yeah right. It's wearing pants to church sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's which is not against the rules at all. And then it's walking to a door and asking to be let into a meeting that you know you'll be rejected from. Uh, that by my standards isn't even a protest, and they don't call it a protest. That's a, that's just a, right. It's a demonstration, or it's a, it's a, it's a something. Demonstration's a tricky word too. Yeah, it's true. I, they're th- just showing up. They're just sort of, yeah. Is it a rally? <clears throat> kind of. It's not of. even a rally. Rallies have another. I thing. mean, literally, it's a bunch of people meeting. They say a prayer. They sing a hymn. Then see, they wander the, over. Here's the deal, Dan. We know that this is not a protest, and they're not calling it a protest. Right. Right. Um, to the Mormon faithful, right. the butt-clinching like uncomfortableness of seeing it happen, and they perceive it as a direct assault. Of course. I mean, that is a, it is by more, a protest. By, by Mormon standards. a nasty protest. By Mormon standards, this is outrageous. Well, in a passive-aggressive culture... This yeah this Why, is exactly. anybody standing up and saying that they uh that they disagree right and that they would like to see things changed it's a is horrifying it's terrifying for these people <laughs> any like you're I love that you say passive aggressive because then when someone takes a the even the mildest non passive aggression route mm-hmm. like aggressive aggressive rather than passive aggressive uh-huh. even on the mildest terms uh-huh. everybody goes <gasps> what <laughs> what is she doing <laughs> she's such a she is so i wish we could say the words that are in my head because she's being really bad she's a, yeah yeah yep. it, it and and boy if you read the comments in the articles on the in the Deseret News. Oh dear God! I think maybe we should have Mackenzie post a Deseret News article just so that people can go and <laughs> and and just sort of peruse the comments section because, boy, I mean, it's not surprising to those of us who know the Mormon Church, but right. But the fact is that she, I mean, she's not. If you ask Miss Kelly, she's not angling for the church to ordain women. She's angling for the uh, for the men in charge of the church to pray about it and to talk about it and to open that dialogue. Uh-huh. That's what she would say she's asking for. Right. Not ordination because she ag- agrees with the church's dictum that or- that something like this would have to come from God. Hmm. So she's asking God to ordain women. She's asking the church leaders to ask God. to ask God whether or not that's a good idea and to keep asking that question. Uh Huh. This is how she gets around things. I mean, these are the backflips that you need to do, the contortions that need to happen to make something like this work, uh, to make intellectual inquiry work within a Mormon context. 
but the thing is that like if you start to read the 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 comments in in the comments section of the Deseret News, which is the one that's owned by the church, right? Um, they're baffled. Hmm. Why? Why does she think she can go against what the um, what the brethren say, hmm. and think she can get she can escape being kicked out? Of course, she's going to be kicked out right. because the brethren asked her to stop, and she didn't. Right. That's apostasy. Uh-huh. It's so clear. Right. I mean, to a Mormon mind, it's as cut and dry as it can get. Yeah. She she never stepped. How did she really truly step out of like in a real sense? How did she step out of bounds? She the, didn't find some holder of the priesthood to ordain her. No, a member of the priesthood. No, she didn't, you and know what I mean. Church, like she, and the, her the, actual acts do not break any doctrinal like except one that she didn't follow the brethren. The brethren. She was asked to stop, and yeah. she didn't. That's the thing. That's the thing. The the men told her what to do, mm-hmm. and she didn't do it. And just to point out, the scary thing of Mormonism, it's that. that It's obedience to the brethren. Right. Period. That is the, the most important thing in Mormonism. Right. What's amazing to me is that the Mormons uh, have been making a lot of sort of, sort of dipping their toe into the notion of big tent Mormonism, right? I mean, Elder Uchtdorf, one of their one of their big, he's their heavy hitter when it comes to giving a good talk. Yeah, uh, and you know he's a he's a, an apostle, uh-huh. and he gave a big talk. To, I think it was just last year right. about about basically. I mean, what what came to be termed big tent Mormonism? Everyone's mm. welcome. Everyone's welcome. Right, right. Until you do something like this. Well, uh, everyone's welcome as long as they follow the brethren. Right. As long as they follow the rules. There are some. Come one, come all. The children sing songs about following the rules. Yeah. Follow the prophet. It is like you are indoctrinated into this from the jump. Oh, yeah. And that follow the prophet song, that was not one that we sang. Oh, no. As kids. Oh, really? That's a new one. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it though. It might I don't know, maybe it was in the songbook, but we never ever 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 sang it. Huh. And uh that we, that one struck me as a as a new one. I don't know how um, new it I is. Heard, I, I, I don't know it. why why I would have heard it if I didn't sing oh, it as a kid. Well, you've I, been to I like I churchy things. Yeah, I guess where so. the kids probably were up because I, of I, your wife's family. But again, what I what I sorry, I got off track a little bit, but what I wanted to talk about is why the fuck is she so interested in staying? Yeah. I saw one interesting comment. She believes it. In her heart, yeah. she believes it. I just and 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 she she I'm assuming that this is her heritage. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean it's her and culture. That, that's an assumption. I don't know. But she, like that's why a lot of people end up holding on to Mormonism is because their entire families are Mormon. Right. Everything right. You look at my family. Hey, it's easy for me to get out. Right, right. Only your parents and your yeah. siblings yeah. are really in. Well, my sister. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. To me, I think. I mean, what what I found, what I, and I don't know why, because why I'm different, because my family has been in it for generation after generation. Yeah. You know, my cousins are all. But your parents to a were, or lesser were. I mean, obviously, very steeped in Mormonism, but not. 
But they were the, the intellectuals con- exactly. that, that, were, that were looking at the real history. They were right. the ones. They were the ones like Levina Fielding Anderson, right? Who were there, and that but, level of honesty, right? I mean, I, 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 I probably made it easier for me to leave. Right. It was not easy. You know, when my mom was facing some really tough questions about it, it was not easy for her to make those, ask those questions. But she was raised in a more traditional Mormon setting, right? Very much so. So, I mean, I mean, her mom was like strict, right? And her dad was a was a stake president, and all, yeah. all of those things. I guess I just wonder about. I I, I wonder about sort of this. It, it led me to type the to to do a Google search for why women stay in abusive marriages. Oh wow! Because to me, this is like, it's almost to that level. It's right. almost the psychology strikes me as similar. Right. You know, and and you know, when I was looking at why women stay in abusive marriages, a lot of those same issues came up. The fact that the family will reject, the 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 the, the worry that the family will reject you huh. if you leave. Right. You know, a uh, fear of of. Of le- not having a community afterwards and all of this sort of thing, right? Uh, there, I believe there's more to it with this, right. uh, with with the religious thing, especially if you have believed your whole life that it's that it, that there is truth to the stories, right? Well, I mean, that God actually does, you know, you know, that God is is in charge of this whole thing. Admitting to yourself that you're the 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 structure around mm-hmm. which you've built your life is is wrong is incredibly hard right i guess what's interesting to me is that my assumption has been that if kate kelly was excommunicated and we all knew she was going to be Mm -hmm. i i assumed that over time she would she wouldn't she would stop wanting to go back right she would she it would it would be enough like me i needed something to prod me to ask question ask deeper questions from an outside perspective right rather than trying to ask the questions from within right from this point of view of belief asking the questions from the point of view of from genuinely asking the questions right and i guess i assumed that this would be a a moment you know maybe after she's sort of she's not she's done reeling from all of this Mm -hmm. it would be an opportunity for her to do the same but this story on Levina Fielding Anderson just has me blown, my mind blown. Well, see, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I mean, you you brought up. It's really interesting that your mind went to women in abusive relationships. Yeah. Because the flip side, the flip side, is that these are people in an abusive religion. Yeah. Right. And so I think so. Yeah. I mean, you you, you ask. What I mean, she she paid the ultimate price in her mind, right? Like, like she she she's in like hot water. Yeah. She, whether or not she she admits it to herself, but in her construct of the universe, she knows she's good with God, or at least she thinks she is. She, but there's got to be some yeah level of doubt there. She Don't was, you think? Absolutely. Just, like, she was kicked out of the church, the yeah. church that she was trying to save. She could not square herself with it. Right. She could not figure out how to work with these men who she does believe are called of God. Right. And they're in the middle of one of their human mistakes, which is costing her her membership. But how does she square that? Yeah. Right. And so, like, I I really think that, that like, how, like, people, it's a really interesting thing. Like, people have a, people rarely truly regret the decisions they made in their life 
Mm. You usually figure out a way to make good with the decisions that you made. Right. You know, oh, I'm so happy I never, you know, that, you know, it was such a good job opportunity, but, right. Right. I'm or, really happy with where I am right now. Right. Or, I just don't, I can't imagine what my life would be like had I done that other thing. Right. You know, I, d- yeah, I don't regret going, not going to grad school because I love where I am now. Yeah, exactly. Or... When you have absolutely, no idea what your life would have been like. Right, exactly. And how much more wonderful, perhaps, your life would have been. Sure. Who knows, right? Who, who does know? Right. And so, like, but we always figure out a way to make things work. Just for our own... Well, positive hap- people do. Happiness. There are plenty of negative people who regret everything. Well, maybe. My life would have been so much better if I had blah, blah, blah. If only I had blah, 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 then my yeah, life... Yeah, I mean, there I are think regrets. There are, I think there people are those do people. have regrets. But nonetheless... She clearly is in in the camp of I need to be you know. I I, I, I don't regret my decisions. Yeah. She this and is where I am. She's solid. I brought myself here. She knows she she believes in in her cause uh-huh. still. Yeah. And she believes that she I mean, she believes she's still a Mormon. She believes that she is yeah. still part of it even though well, the even though the the organization has rejected her i don't know her, her relief society president uh which is the relief society is the woman's mm-hmm. uh auxiliary uh organization has uh i mean it would be weird she the relief society president would not be able to call her to be like a teacher and that would be weird wait which her are we talking about uh levina okay um and uh so she is a permanent substitute uh pianist in in the Relief Society, I guess that's cute. It's cute. It's a it's not a calling. It's not a church calling. But frankly, women but can't be no, ordained no, no. in. No, no, no. <laughs> Being a pianist is a calling. I guess I guess it is. You can you, because you can be the ward pianist. You can be the Relief Society priest. I was the priesthood pianist. Right. It is know. funny. You guys, I, I explaining Mormonism is can be exhausting because you're it's, just supposed to have a task. You're supposed to have a thing. Everybody that has you a contribute. job, right. right? You don't always have one, but you know, when we, we, you know, when other religions think of a calling, right? It's like you were called of God to to go forth and blah blah blah. Right. In Mormonism, you might have been called of God to be right. the to to do all of the accounting for the ward. Right. You were a volunteer. Yes. I mean, what it is is you are a volunteer for right. your local congregation. You are, you are called of God to teach the six year olds. <laughs> Good luck. Having a calling was always very important in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I never, I don't know. If it, like you say that like, oh, you don't have to have a calling. And I'm like, I don't know of a time when either of my parents didn't have a calling. Right. In, unless we were like new to a ward. Yeah. And then for two weeks, you know, right? We, maybe they wouldn't have a calling. Yeah. Because I'm sure my parents were eagerly saying things to the bishop like, oh, we're looking forward to getting involved. Yeah. You know, and helping out however we can. And, oh, yeah. You know, however we can help. You know, Just, I mean, give me a, give me my chores. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I it's not something that I understand. I, I would love it if other people have insights to share about, you know, staying in a religion for longer than you probably should have, mm. you know, sticking with your religion, even through stuff that wasn't working though clearly wasn't working yeah especially if your if your religion has kicked you out doesn't want you anymore 
and you're still sticking around. They don't want you. Although the Mormons have clever wordings of things, so the the excommunication has been worded by Mormons as be in this case as being an invitation to repent. <laughs> you can come back when you're a good little obedient girl. Yeah. You need to repent. You need to repent. You need your... to change your ways. Stop using that brain, Kate Kelly. It's ruining everything. <laughs> Cut it out. Oh, poor dear. Anyways. Anyway, so write to us, uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page. You'll be able to see all of the stuff uh, from today's episode throughout the week as Mackenzie posts it there. Facebook.com slash Atheist. Yeah, that's where you do it. Yeah. Good and, job. And uh, check out the Twitter at Atheist <laughs> as well. Um, and, of course, there's thankgodimatheist.com. It's worth checking out. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to Mackenzie for all the help with Facebook. Thanks to Red Rock Hot Club for the music that we love to play every week. And uh, thanks to you all for listening. We appreciate you. Yep. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.